Welcome to Good For All. I'm Monique Nelson. Good For All is a podcast by Possibilities, a not-for-profit association that offers community living support services to persons with developmental disabilities and their families. On the podcast, we share stories about disability, community, and inclusion, and invite you to join us as we work toward our vision of good and full lives for all. Each October, during Community Inclusion Month, Possibilities host the Inclusion Art Show and Sale. The show celebrates the work of artists with diverse abilities and features a wide variety of art, from photography and paintings to pottery, glasswork, jewelry and more. Usually, the show is held at Vancouver's Heritage Hall, where guests mingle with the artists, take in live demos and entertainment, and browse hundreds of individual pieces and collections. This year, due to the ongoing COVID-19 pandemic, we took our 16th annual celebration of creativity and community online to inclusionartshow.com. And now we're taking you on a little field trip to meet some of the artists who make this show possible. In this episode, we'll take you on location to an art studio to hear from the artists and staff. But first, you'll meet one of our newest Inclusion Art Show participants. Alex Lecce is a 24-year-old artist from Coquitlam, B.C., with his own art business. He participated in our show for the first time last year. We spoke to Alex about his work and what inspires him, and his experience at last year's show. Hello, my name is Alex Lecce, and I have autism. I love doing art, and I named my art business the Master of the Art Alex. That's me. Can you tell me a little bit about all the different kinds of art you make? I paint with acrylic, drawing with pencil, crayons, and sketch, and creating modeling clay. I I make wooden toys at at my mom's ranch and at my home. My mom helps a bit. That's fabulous. I don't know anyone who does as many different kinds of art as you do. How long have you been working as an artist? For, for, For years. As a lifelong artist, Alex has been painting some of the same subjects since childhood. Some of his earliest drawings were of the steam engines in the show, Thomas and Friends. My two favorite thing to paint and and draw is Thomas the Tank Engine and Transformers. I first drew a picture of Gordon Henry when I was in kindergarten. And when I first came to Heritage Board Secondary School, I I learned I learned to draw and paint paint stuff on canvases and drawing sketches. Who inspires you? Which artists inspire you? My teacher, my teacher, my art teacher from from Heritage Wood Secondary School and and the learning art TV show. Oh, you learn both ways in classroom and on TV as well from Yes, yes, I learn both ways. Cool, cool. Tell me about your art teacher and how they taught you. Miss Miss Thomas. When 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 I was in grade nine she 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 taught me and and the class uh, how to do model, how to do modeling clay and do the sketches. So she helped you broaden the amount of arts you were able to make. Okay? Yes, she did. From from books to find books to find pictures from books at the library in Heritage Wood Secondary School. 
Do you usually have a picture of the subject you want to paint or draw, or is it all in your mind? Yeah, I, 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 I do that in my mind and, and, and the pictures from the internet. Can you tell me what inspires you and what keeps you motivated to create art, especially during this pandemic? I, I'm inspired for my life is to becoming a famous artist. Oh, I bet. I think you're going to be very famous. Alex also puts his creative skills to use at his other job at a bakery. So tell me about um, what it's like to work as a cookie decorator for Gabby and Jules. I, I, I roll cookies and I measure butter and, and I make pies and I decorate cookies. The Halloween stuff, Christmas stuff, the Valentine stuff, and Easter stuff. Um, now I'd like to take you back to the time when we used to be together in person at Heritage Hall at the Inclusion Art Show. I heard that you were quite successful and that you sold, you know, several hundred dollars worth of art on our one-day show. Yes, I did. Can you tell us more about what that felt like to sell your work at an art show? It was fun doing my art and selling my art stuff at the art show at Vancouver Heritage Hall. Do you remember which pieces sold the best? I sold the Ultramanus, Galvatron, the Blue Bus, the Quarry Tram Road painting, and and Welsh coal drawing, and Timmy Tiptoes the Squirrel from Beatrix Bar. Oh yeah. And and Peter Rabbit, and 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 my Transformer drawing, Razor Claw, and I sold my wooden toy, the helicopter. Holy moly, that is an awful lot of art. That's like yes. hundreds of dollars worth of art. Yes, it is. You've already sold a painting in this year's Inclusion Art Show, and that painting is really popular. It's a picture of a yellow Volkswagen Beetle car. So how long have you been drawing vehicles and painting them? For, for a long time. It started at Her Heritage Wood Secondary School. What is one of your favorite pieces that you've made? My favorite drawing I did is, is James Goes Buzz Buzz and English Honey. I'll show you the picture of it. That's gorgeous. That is absolutely gorgeous. So we're looking at a beautiful red engine with a pot of honey. And do you want to tell us a little bit more about that one? Why that one's so special? I watched the MVHS James Goes Buzz Buzz a long, long time ago when I was a child. You know, those kinds of memories, they stick with me too. It, it, it is good childhood memories. Can you tell us a little bit about how it makes you feel to be an artist? It makes me feel happy. It makes me me. It makes me feel happy and proud to be a to be the famous artist. The famous artist. <laughs> We're working on that famous part by being here today. I think it's going to come through for you. Thank you so much for joining us today, Alex. You're welcome. It's been a pleasure. You can find Alex's work on his website, which is linked in the episode description. Some of the artists we welcome to inclusion work independently, like Alex, while others belong to a studio. Pottery Works is one of our longest participating studios. We took a field trip to New Westminster to visit their studio and to chat with some of the artists and staff. We're here on location for the first time doing our field trip, and we've chosen Pottery Works in New Westminster. 
It's this groovy little studio that's tucked away behind Douglas College in the heart of the old part of the city. Here with me today is the studio coordinator, Dee Blackmore. Dee, could you please introduce yourself and tell us a little bit about the studio and its purpose? Hi, Monique. Um, yeah, I'm Dee. I'm the studio coordinator. We have uh, several staff here who help support our artists in their pursuits. Pottery Works has been operating for 20 years now. We've been in this location for four years. We're currently partially shut down because of COVID, but uh, normally we would have well over 40 artists who use this studio regularly. It's somewhat smaller now, but still a very busy place. You know, the team here, we have an incredible team. Uh, it's one of the lucky things about Pottery Works. We have uh, our staff members, Sarah McClure and Megan Richter, <laughs> who, uh, you know, are very hardworking women and very talented. We couldn't uh, do what we do without them. And, uh, and a stable group of longtime artists, so that's what makes us tick here. One of the founding principles about Pottery Works for our 20 years is learning. Um, so we decided a long time ago that we weren't just going to be a studio where people came and, um, and made work, but that it was important, as it is to any serious artist, that, um, that we learned and grew with, within our artistic practice. And, and we all learn from each other. That's how, how this works. I, I learned the artists do things, uh, and I learn from them and vice versa. So we're, that way we are a real collective. The first artist we spoke with was Sherry Lynn Seitz, who developed her skills in painting, pottery, and photography during her time at the studio. I'm Sherry Lynn Seitz, and I am 42 years old. This is CLS Pottery Works, and I learned to do some art when I was in high school, but not very much, but I would have liked to have done that. I learned from here, but mostly at the one at the old studio first. How long have you been painting for, Sherry? 20 years. Wow. Yeah. So Dee mentioned that the studio has been around for 20 years. Have you been with Pottery Works the whole time? Yes. It was my social worker that wanted me to, because I would be bored at home. So tell me about the kind of art that you create, Sherry. I'm doing pointillism, and I also am making something for my brother for his birthday. <laughs> it's on a, on a bowl, and it's going to be his initials and mine and my parents and mine, and flowers and butterflies on it. Can you tell me more about what inspires you? It just comes to me. <laughs> it's all in my head. <laughs> I 
I wonder now if we might like to take a little walk with Sherry Lynn to show us something that you're working on and to describe how you created it. Wow, that's really neat. Done with the top stick. So what we're looking at here today is three sunflowers set against a beautiful summer sky. Tell us about the flowers, how you chose them, and the story behind this piece. Well, I like sunflowers, so I said, yeah, I want to do sunflowers, so that's what I wanted to do. And then, same with the lavender, I wanted to do that as well. <clears throat> and I like lavender because I like the smell of it. <laughs> and I hear it's very calming, too. If you were in the studio, you might have been surprised to see Sherry reach for her chopsticks instead of a paintbrush. But her sunflower painting was created using pointillism, a technique which involves dabbing small dots of color on the canvas. The artists at the studio often pick up and try out new techniques. It's all part of the learning ethos that Dee mentioned. I just did this before the academic, just a minute, at the Oh. <laughs> it's an elephant. So. That's super cute. Yeah. So it looks like, Sherry, you have a couple of different techniques. Yeah. So with pottery, you have a splatter technique. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And then you also are able to draw mm -hmm. um, cartoon-like. So we have all kinds of different pottery pieces mm -hmm. here. And would we see them on the Pottery Works website if we wanted to buy them? Yes. Cool. And how important is selling your work to you, Sherry? I get a check. <laughs> get a check. Yes. <laughs> yeah. Is it an important top-up before the holiday season every Pretty year? Much. <laughs> so. Yeah. People wonder about that. Why do we have the Inclusion Art Show in October? Well, one reason is because it's Community Inclusion Month. We want to celebrate arts yes. and culture. Yeah. And another reason is that it gives us a little cash before the holiday season. Mm. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> So yes. glad that you found Pottery Works and Pottery Works found you mm -hmm. and that you've gotten to expand yep. into painting so you do, and you use your and painting photos. skills and your pottery. And I do photos. Too. You do photos. Yes. Let's take a look at some of those because they are uh, all about New West, right? Mm-hmm. Sherry took us on a walk to show us where some of her photographs ended up. Right there. Oh, street banners. Okay. So here we are at the corner of Victoria and 6th Street. Sherry took a photograph and is now on a street banner hanging from a lamp standard. Tell me about this image, Sherry. Paddle wheeler. <laughs> the paddle wheeler. Yep. And that's that waterfront yeah, at the New West Key. <laughs> so what's the best thing about being an artist? Creating pottery <laughs> like getting stuff on it and but like I said it comes to me like you would not believe it just like in my head so feels really great yeah. we also spoke to Siobhan Harris who told us about her work and why she enjoys coming to the studio sitting here today with Siobhan Harris, one of my many Facebook friends who happens to work at Pottery Works. How are you today, Siobhan? Hi. Can you tell me if COVID has changed how you do your art? I'm not at the river market, which I usually am. Oh. 
so the River Market store, you, yeah. and then you paint there as well and sell some of the work? I, I paint on pottery. So much like Sherry Lynn, you have two different areas that you work on. You work on painting sometimes, and you work on pottery sometimes. Yes, I like this more. You like this more? Yeah. Oh, can you describe it for the people listening in at home today? What is it that you're doing here? Pointillism. Pointillism. And what tools do you use for pointillism? Chopsticks. You're using chopsticks too? Chopsticks. How many different colors did you need to, to mix in order to make this tree, this autumn tree? Lots of different colors. Yeah, pretty much the whole rainbow, huh? Yeah. Yeah, that's beautiful. It's maybe like an old oak tree. Would it be an oak tree? Yep, and then the leaves that are falling from it are in the autumn colors of gold and crimson and olive green. And there's just a few of the pale yellows left against a beautiful blue sky on a nice fall day. Much of Siobhan's work is inspired by nature. She showed us one collection of mugs inspired by an instantly recognizable flower. So Siobhan has taken me over to the display section of the studio and has just showed me two really cool pieces. One is a goblet and another is a mug. And they've got this amazing little flower on it. What kind of flower have we got going Cherry here? Cherry blossoms. Cherry blossoms. What's Vancouver famous for? Cherry blossoms. Cherry blossoms. <laughs> so was there a tree somewhere in Vancouver or here in New West that you were looking at to get inspiration? Stanley Park. They have a... A rose garden or a Japanese park down there, and they have all these trees. Do you go out on many field tours to get ideas to bring back to your art? Sometimes. Mm -hmm. Where is your favorite place to go for inspiration for your art? Granville Island. Mm. <laughs> That's one of my favorite places, too. Tell me what you enjoy about being part of this studio. Being with my friends, getting ideas from them, looking at their work. The, I, I like the, the feeling of, of being here, and I like looking at art. Siobhan, thank you for showing me your cherry blossom collection. You're welcome. They're really pretty mugs and chalices. It was really nice seeing you today. I've missed you. I miss you, too. See you next year at the Inclusion Art Show. In okay. person. <laughs> the staff at Pottery Works are an essential part of what makes the studio successful. We spoke to two staff members, Megan Richter and Sarah McClure, about their work supporting the artists. So I'm sitting here today with Megan, one of the art facilitators at Pottery Works, and I'd love to hear from you, Megan. Uh, what was your journey in getting here? Tell me a bit about your education and your background and how you chose this studio. Hello, I'm Megan Richter. Um, I've been working for Community Living Society for, I guess, eight years in total, but I came to the studio about, I'd say, two years or so into it, so I've been working for the studio for six years. Um, and I sort of got, I got pulled into the studio because I've been working with the guys and I, I knew a lot of the guys for, you know, since I started here. Uh, but I had an art background, art and design background, because I went to Langara for their design program. And it just, it's, yeah, my big hobbies at home are graphic design and photography and stuff. So, yeah, it's, it worked out well. I, I was able to work at a job where I was happy to help people and, yeah, but also get, utilize my artistic and creative skills. 
And I'd like to introduce also another colleague named Sarah. Sarah, tell us a little about how you landed in this, this uh, particular studio. Hi, uh, my name is Sarah McClure and I started in Pottery Works, I think about three, three years ago. No, I, I actually, uh, I moved here about three and a half years ago and I worked first with Possibilities as a casual and they let me know about the Pottery Studio. So it was actually through Possibilities that I got to know. But, um, yeah, and whenever I, uh, I was back at home, I got my degree in contemporary applied arts. So I was specializing in ceramics. So it felt really quite amazing that this opportunity was, was here, so it's great to be able to use, you know, skills and passion that I have to be able to help uh, artists who share share the same interests. Sounds like you're both a great fit for the roles that you're in, and I hope we keep seeing more programs like this that they actually become. They're not programs anymore. They're studios fully integrated into the community that happen to have people who have an understanding of how to provide some additional support to bring out the best in all of our artists that we serve. So, Megan, can you tell me a little bit about how you approach support? What does art facilitation mean to you? I guess the best way to describe it is to to see where where each artist's strengths are and just try and help them pull that out of themselves, so to speak, or help communicate that the way they want to and just using my skills to help them in whatever way they may need assistance like with some of the guys we would actually do like hand over hand to kind of get them into the technique and then they they kind of take on you know their own pace like work pace and or learning pace I should say and yeah and you just kind of help them as they go if they need it or like say our artists like Siobhan and Sherry they're quite quite independent so we would just have to show them how to do it you know maybe a couple times and they they kind of take it on on their own. And Sarah, can you tell me a little bit about how the formal education in the arts, what you've learned there that translates to the work that you do here? Um, like uh, Megan mentioned, actually, learning some techniques and then kind of demonstrating it to the artists and adapting how you show them depending on, like, you know, where, where they're at, what they know already. Uh, one example I have is there's a, an artist who comes here who has a little bit of a tremor in his hand, so um, it's good to be able to use, you know, the skills that I've maybe learned before like I've had tutors come over and sort of take the brush and just sort of guide my hand to be like this try it maybe this way and then you know you can adapt that to show the individuals as well and then they can like Megan said as well like learn at their own pace then and you just kind of keep an eye and help guide you know the painting and let it take on a natural form. You're bringing up a point, uh, both of you, I think, of self-determination. And that's, um, we're working with adults and they're developing their own styles and personalities here in the studio. Can you tell me what inspires you about working with this particular group of artists? I'd say uh, just the determination and work ethic of all the guys is actually inspiring for me. I find it's really great whenever you've maybe been working with somebody for um, a couple of weeks or however however long it might be in trying to teach them the technique and some days they haven't quite got it and then all of a sudden you know they've just taken this huge huge leap forward and it's really it's amazing to see that you know, you know it, it's it's inspiring to be like I, I maybe helped there you know you get to see them really enjoy the fact that they've got this kind of leap up in their skill as well which feels really nice. Pottery Works has participated in the art show for several years. What makes you come back year after year? And what does the show mean to you, Megan? Well, aside from just how fun it is, it's sort of the the marker of the year, like all the work you put you put together and, you know, sweat it over and whatnot. It's yeah, it's it's sort of just the 
yeah, the big aha moment of here it all is and now we get to enjoy it and relax and have fun and see everyone that we haven't seen for however long and yeah, it's a great time and we're going to miss it this year a lot. Actually, we, everyone's been talking about that non-stop about how they're going to miss actually being there in person and seeing all their friends and yeah. Well, it's great, like, uh, whenever you get to come back, you know, you see that the audience is getting bigger each time. Like, I definitely think, you know, the show is growing, which is great that it's getting out to more people. And the feedback is always, you know, people are blown away by the quality of the art and just how much work that the individuals have done as well. Like, they're always really, really impressed. And it's there's always a good buzz around it. Like, you know, there's a great energy and especially, like, the individuals as well. Like, there's a real big energy there for them. I think it's just a really enjoyable experience for everybody you can follow pottery works at pottery works cls on social media visit their website potteryworks.ca to learn more about the studio and visit their online store for listening to Good For All from Possibilities. I'm your host, Monique Nelson. You can learn more about our Inclusion Art Show at inclusionartshow.com or find more information about us on our website, possibilities.ca. Keep up with the podcast by subscribing to Good For All on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you listen. And if you liked what you heard, share this episode with your family and friends. Thanks for joining us.